like the what's it called like almost like a blooper episode type of thing yeah that would be awesome just, just all this shit yeah oh god alex alex has enough recordings of me fucking saying some stupid shit off the air <laughs> <laughs> you can fill up a week's worth of freaking pods on that yeah. <laughs> we've been on pods where like we'll be talking the one night we were on i was on the pod with you alex with uh joey Oh, and yeah. the pod actually like ran out. Like yeah. Joey and I were just talking. Alex like fell asleep and it just really oh my God. <laughs> I can imagine what the hell that was all about. The two of us like drinking, just bullshit <laughs> like, <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> oh man. Mm-hmm. I gotta grab a drink. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying a different beer tonight. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Castle Island. I don't know. We get some like a lot of local shit where I work. Mm. We have this like build your own six pack for ten ninety nine, which is pretty cool. So like I work in the liquor department, so I get to build like you know I can pretty much do whatever I want. But like we basically bake. People try to take singles and stuff like that. So if they break up a six pack or a four pack or whatever, we take the rest of them and put them in the singles thing, Mm. so you can choose from them. Damn. So we had some decent stuff there tonight. I'm trying a Citra one from a Castle Island. It's actually pretty good. Actually, not bad. Like it. I like some of the Citra stuff. Pretty good. As long as the citrus isn't too overpowering. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't have too much like grapefruit in there. Like it's just, I don't know. It's like too much grapefruit. Yeah, it's like too tart. You know, it's like. That's too much pod talk. Oh shit! Too much pod talk. <laughs> <laughs> you can never have too much pod talk. <laughs> too much pod tart. <laughs> oh man! Fucking turn this into a fucking <laughs> food and travel podcast. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's funny that you say that, Nick. Because you know what? I was actually thinking, and. Buffy, I'd like to get your opinion on this, you guys. Just because I was gonna, I was gonna ask a bunch of people too. Yeah. I was actually thinking of doing either a section or even having a separate, a separate thing. I don't, I don't know, like how I would do go about it. But I want to do. I want There were two ideas I had of different categories for, in the Scorecrow. I think eventually. I think probably. I don't know about this year, but probably by next year. I think we're going to have to start branching off. Yeah. That's my hope is that have the scorecrow like MLB have their own thing. Scorecrow NFL have their own thing. You know what I mean? Still everything based in the scorecrow itself. Like you can go to scorecrow.com and find everything. But I think like do almost like how fan sided has it. How fan sided has it last word on sports. Like they have where I started, last word on sports is like last word on baseball, last word on soccer, last word on NFL, last word. Like they have separate, right. you know what I mean? So it's like separate sites, but you could get to all the sites from the main site. Right. You just go to fansided.com. Mm-hmm. You can choose like your category and then go. So that's kind of what, that's kind of the direction we're going in. And I was, but I was also thinking about doing something like, because I know Last Word on Sports does it. They do, like, Last Word on Culture or something like that. Last Word on Life or whatever. It may, mm-hmm. I, I forget what they call it. But I was thinking about doing something like that. 
like like a like a lifestyle section almost. Yeah, like kind of like the Scorecrow, the Scorecrow Life, or something. Whatever you, I don't know. I think of a name for it, but Mm -hmm. just saying like the Scorecrow Life, where if anyone wants to write an article about like, I don't know, if someone wants to do a restaurant review once a month, or whatever, or like a drink review, or like you know something like that, or something whether it's like. Between food, travel, like yeah, exactly. hobby, hobby type of stuff, like photography, whatever it is, yeah, yeah, exactly, something like that. I mean, I was thinking, you know, something like that. I was also thinking about having a separate section too, and putting it out there where anyone can send in their article, and it might get published. Like, have almost like a contest every, I don't know, every month or something. Or even, you know, even once a week or like if it's someone I know that writes for like another site and wants to post something separate, mm-hmm. like say they write for, say they write, they do fantasy football for roto ballers or whatever, but they're also into baseball but they just haven't written anything baseball and they want to write something about the Padres. I don't know. You know like I would take, you know, they can submit their article to us and we can put that up as like a guest post. I don't know. I was trying That's to. an like, interesting re- idea. Brainstorm some ideas, like, and just... And the lifestyle thing's not bad either. It's, what's it called? It's, you know what it is? It won't hurt. It's one of those things, it's not going to hurt the site. Right, exactly. There's a chance it doesn't do anything. But, like, it's not going to hurt. No. 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 And, I mean, obviously, they'd be emailing it to me. I'd be able to look it over, edit it. But, so it's not going to, something that's not going to... It's not going to go up unless it's up to our standards. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it still follows the same standards and everything of everything else. It's just, you know, it's not not sports. Right. We're not running it through the linker. Yeah. The fucking linker. (laughs) I always have to X out of my browser and go back in. Like, anytime I do anything. You do, too? All right. So, it's not just me. Oh, always, dude. Oh, everyone does. It's it's a constant That's thing. Annoying. It's been like that. It's been like that. Basically, since I started using the linker, like it's just it's it's always been that way. And we've contacted, I've contacted, Beth has even contacted um, Sports Reference, and it's just they've said they've been trying to work on it, make it cleaner, make it. But there's it times a- there's times that I'll find names and I'll like look at it and I'll be like, why isn't this one linking? And I'll look. I'm like some of them I know sometimes it's like LeBron James, like you have to have the capital B or yes. like, like, but like stuff like that where it's all right, a capital letter or something like that. But then sometimes I'm looking at them and I'm like, the name's exactly the same. I don't know why it's not linking. I'll tell you one that I've seen and it actually just came up with um, Josh Levy, who does NBA DFS, who did it for yesterday, mm-hmm. <clears throat> is De'Aaron Fox. It's D-E. Yes. Apostrophe in it. I did that. I don't know if it was for him the other day, but I did for someone. You have to use the correct apostrophe. You can't use the apostrophe. You have to use the other one, like the straight one. Yeah. I don't even Mm -hmm. call it. Like, it's a different apostrophe. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I I don't even know how to call it it on a keyboard because it's the same thing. Oh, it's a different apostrophe. <laughs> well, what would you call it? Like, because there's two different ones. Mm. Which one are you talking 
<laughs> well, look, there's the there's the apostrophe that's like yeah. curve, like you would use as far as saying like it's or theirs or like possessive. Yes. Then there's the other one that's just it's straight up and down, but it stands on top. It's an apostrophe, basically. It's Is more like an accent, keyboard. <laughs> yeah, on the keyboard. It's down toward the bottom on the right hand side. Are you looking at your keyboard? Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is there's two different ones. Okay. So I'm going to go look at my keyboard now. Sorry. <laughs> the regular apostrophe is right next to the enter button. Yes. So, oh, wait, where's the other one? What, what am I talking about here? Wait a minute. Are you talking about the one up in the top? left oh i'm sorry you know what no the one that's the one that's with the less than sign oh no that's a comma i'm sorry i was gonna say that's a comma yeah. i don't know <laughs> maybe, I'm, maybe i'm going crazy then because i like i changed the apostrophe and the Aaron Fox and it worked. Weird. Like it's weird. Like it didn't work because I ran the linker on his article because he didn't he didn't run the linker. He's he's new. He doesn't know he's doing that. There's there's a couple people that don't do it. Yeah, I I gotta get what I gotta go with these right. We it's been a while since I reiterated to everyone about yeah. like like I like I don't mind it. It's one extra step, whatever. But right. But no, I know it's like I noticed a couple of things too. Like with with Josh's article, uh, when I did the article yesterday, he even DM'd me. He's like, "Man, I was tired when I wrote it. I was like, I'm sorry about it." And he's like, "I'm sorry about any typos or anything like that. Mistakes. Let me know." He, he he's got a little he's got a little work to do with that because his first yeah, article yeah. I I edited his first article, and uh, <laughs> it was yeah it's not he's not terrible with it, but. Like it's a lot of like little, a lot of little things. It is, it is a lot of little things. Like I told him about the, the Aaron Fox thing was just weird. There, you know, like the apostrophe was yeah, there. yeah. That's that's not him. That's just I that, don't know what the. But fuck. he spelled Colin Sexton wrong. Mm. It was Colin one L. That's, that's, that's why. That's always why the linker is good for them to do as well, in the sense of like it's a good way to spell check the names. The thing the linker confuses you on with the names, though, is like you said, like the, you know, it's great for like knowing when to capitalize that A or B, like LeBron James, because then there's also like Devontae Parker, Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. One has like a capital V, the other one doesn't. Like DeAndre, there's so many DeAndres in sports. Some of them have the capital A and some of them don't. The best is then when you have to do like, you know, J.J. Watt and all those names. Some of them you need to put the period. Some of them you don't. And some of them you know. Exactly. Like J.J. Watt, I know you have to put the periods in. But D.J. LeMay, who you don't. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, what? <laughs> you know? So it's just weird. Weird. So weird. Yeah, those are, those are the main ones. Is the capitalization and the, the, uh, the periods for the... Mm. Abbreviations, but I don't know. 
is what it is. But at least the kid, look, the kid is she's trying to learn. He wants to get better. And I told him a couple of the mistakes he made, you know. And um, I told him to download Grammarly. I was like, dude, just download it. It's not perfect, but it helps. Uh, it, it does very well. Honestly, I find it, it catches more things than are needed. It does. And then some things it's kind of weird on. Like yeah, it, the, the free version anyway. Yeah. I'm sure that's how they get you. If you paid up for it, I'm sure it'll be a lot better. But it wants to put a fucking hyphen next to everything. Well, some things I do, I have to say, I'm, this is me personally. I'm very, I like hyphens. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, do. I do too, but like, I feel like there's times where like, th- there's certain things it wants it next to. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like, that's not yeah. supposed to be there. <laughs> and look, honestly, if it's a questionable thing with the hyphen or whatever, all I ask is, Use it the same throughout. Either hyphenate oh, yeah, no, it just constantly. Stay consistent. Yeah, just stay consistent. Just stay consistent with it. Because mm-hmm. I've seen people too. You know what? A pet peeve of mine. Part of it is like off season, preseason, postseason. Yeah. People hyphenate it sometimes, and people won't. I forget yeah. what I was editing the other day that someone did something like that, and I caught that, yeah. and it was like literally three different ways it was done. Mm-hmm. It was like one was hyphen, one was the word all as one word, and one was it as two words. I forget what the, like the word was, and I'm like, this is no, <laughs> yeah. this is not, no. Well, it's either it's either one word or it's hyphenated. It should never be two words off season. Well, yeah, but I don't I mean, remember. I don't remember exactly what the word was though. It wasn't off season. I don't remember what it was. But using that as an example, but yeah. you know, you know what it is too. All these things we're talking about right now. They're in tab two of the spreadsheet and writing guidelines. Yeah. We went, I went over this with Beth and Mike because the, we were the three main editors at the time when we put up the spreadsheet last year. And I wrote this whole thing. It's like four pages long. And I asked them, I said, one of the most common mistakes you see, what are the, you know, and things like that. I sent them the doc. They looked at it. They told me a bunch of things that they see. <laughs> I added them in. I mean, honestly, if you read that tab and you read all those writing guidelines, that covers about 95% of the mistakes we see. Yeah, it does. And that's why I tell everyone when I hire them, read the second tab. <laughs> read the writing guidelines. Because this is the thing, too, with Grammarly, it won't catch certain things because it's sports-related. Mm-hmm. So it wants to add the article in, like the A or an or the, when it's yeah. really not... It's, it's like just, I don't need that no. Yeah. I I don't know. It, it definitely does help though. It's a nice it's a nice spell check. It is. It is. It's decent with like punctuation too. It's not too bad with like commas and capitalization and stuff. Oh, personally for me that's what it it saves me on more than anything. Like the, the commas, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've told everybody before, but like, I grew up. My grandmother was an English teacher for thirty five years, mm-hmm. so growing up, like, I've been like drilled into my brain about grammar. <laughs> I'm like a stickler for grammar, you know, like a grammar Nazi, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Writing was never really my thing growing up. I was the I have the math and science brain, not the writing brain. 
could have fooled me, man. You write really well. It's it's sports. Well, <laughs> once once it hits sports, I'll go off. That's it. So if I asked you to write a five-page essay on like the Handmaid's Handmaid's Tale, you just wouldn't. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm a fucking great bullshit artist, but uh, <laughs> like I got through school very well writing. But like I'm a decent I'm a decent writer. I think it was more it's more motivation wise. Like I was never a fan of writing unless it was right. sports. Right. My actual like skill at it was never really that bad though. I hear that. Yeah, I feel the same way. I can like, I can definitely bullshit out of like an essay. I actually, I enjoy it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> get a get a nice grade on something like completely bullshit. So much fun. <laughs> uh, anyway, we should get into Mets. Yeah, we're still talking about the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> Will they or won't they make the playoffs? So, yeah, welcome to another episode of Too Much Podtar, as we have the Mets to talk about as we continue our 30 teams and 30 pods. And I have I welcome again Johnny Black from the Score Crow and Mets fan Nick J- Nick Jahimi. I think I said that right, didn't I? Uh... Eh, close enough. Okay. How do you actually say it? Jahimi. Jahimi. Okay. I'll get it right next time. <laughs> All good. But yeah, so welcome to the show, guys. As obviously we have the new Mets manager to talk about, Luis Rojas. So it's a big topic. Yeah, go ahead. Now you can just start off. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm happy. I'm happy they chose Rojas. I'm happy they kept it in house. Uh, and he's had experience with a lot of these players. So far, like coaching them in the minors, I know Alonzo was saying he's happy to have them. Um, I think I think it's it's gonna be a good move. Yeah, I, I definitely think it was a good move. I think it was good. They didn't. I think it's it would be, it was better for them to go for something like that, like in house move instead of going for somebody like Dusty Baker, which now the Astros did sign. So I think it's gonna be good for them. Too. I think he's going to have a good relationship with the players, so I think he'll be able to, you know, have a good season this year. I think they have a good chance of contending for sure. Yeah, I like Rojas a lot. I mean, he's he's young. I think he's only like 38 years old. He's been in the Mets system on and off for the past, I guess, 10 years, 13 years or something like that. He's been there for a while. Um, Scott Pedigree, Philippe Lou is his dad who played and managed in the majors in the, in the league for a long time. So, I mean, can't go wrong. You never know what managers, I mean, do you hire a first time manager? Do you hire an old veteran like Dusty Baker? Do you hire like within, do you, you know, people are going to question and or praise the move one way or the other. So you really can't tell until the season goes on, you know, so I, but on the surface of it, I think it was a good move by the Mets. I think I think at the moment that's like that's the only way we could really take it. You just gotta go on the surface and be like, do you think it's at the moment? It seems like it was the best move to take. Like, will it pan out? We'll see. But it, it seems like 
that was definitely they they went with the best option. Yeah. I honestly, I was starting to warm up to the whole Beltron idea. Mm. I really was. It's just yeah, that whole situation is just like peak Mets to be like that they were oh, involved. Like they had 100%. they signed the manager that was like involved so heavily with the with the whole scandal. Yeah, out of out of like the three teams that lost their managers through it all, the Mets just kind of just they get dragged into it. They didn't really have anything to do with any of it. Yeah. In Mets style, we just, you know. <laughs> and then the Mets are gonna meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. <laughs> yeah. And then of course they wait like until the other managers are fired to fire Beltron. Like oh. <laughs> Well, I think they, I, I think they were really deliberating about it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, Beltran was a player at the time. That's so well and good. I mean, obviously the players at the time were given immunity by Manfred. It just, it was a matter of, all right, this guy hasn't even managed the game yet. Are we going to look bad for hiring him and then firing him now? Or are we going to deal with the media circus yeah. that? That is already New York. <laughs> yeah. The, the horrible PR that the Mets have, like, the, you know, the negativity that comes the Mets' way naturally, and in the New York media especially, are we going to want to deal with all the Houston Astro 2017 questions, Beltran, rather than concentrate on the sea? I think they really deliberated on it. Because, and I think that's what took them a while. I mean... You know, they went through interviews. They hired this guy in the hopes that he was going to, you know, move the team forward and everything like that. And, you know, I, I think they I think they struggled with it, honestly. I think it was kind of fit because I think we talked about that, Alex, on a pod. I, I don't know if I was on this pod or on Tom Green's pod, but I think he talked about it. I was kind of like before it happened, it was kind of like, I don't know, 50-50 on it. Yeah. It's like, you know, I mean, the Mets could stick with their guy. And like, and, and kind of have the team huddle around them and rally around them or whatever. I don't know. Or they could, you know, just by just be like, all right, we can't deal with this PR nightmare, you know. But between between the PR and then even if it is all out there now, like if they start to do like great, then you're still gonna get the bullshit of it. <laughs> you're still gonna get the wow. Here comes cheater Carlos Beltran's in there now. Yeah. Like no matter, you're gonna get it. It could all yeah. be out there. They could have every measure in place that you could easily see. They're not cheat. It's going to happen. Like they, it's sad, yeah, but I, like they, they definitely, they had to do it. I could just imagine the Mets first, like six game homestand. They score like 55 runs and hit like 380 as a team. They're going to be as, like, Oh, where, where are those like to do let's, let's every, yeah, it's good. You know, yeah, yeah, they they had to step away. I feel bad for. I honestly feel bad for Beltran in a sense. I mean, it kind of sucks for him. I mean, granted, he was part of 2017. We don't know what extent the players were involved, but I mean, he retired. He got a job. You know, he interviewed for the Yankee job the year after, and they hired Boone. I mean, what could you imagine a turn of events? What would have happened if the Yankees hired Beltran instead? Yeah. 
Uh, and, and what kind of questions would have come the Yankees' way now? The Yankees the Astros, Red Sox, Yankees. That would have been interesting. You know what I mean? Like, and then what would the Yankees have done this year? They probably would have fired Beltran, but it would have also come, brought them onto question. I mean, they made the playoffs the past two years. With with guys like G, like last year especially, Gio Urshela, DJ LeMay, who, who hit 260 outside of Coors Field. You bring him in, he's like uh, talking about MVP. And like, who are all these guys that are hitting? Like, what the heck is going on? Luke Voigt, you know, Talkman. Like, you could see if they had Beltran there yeah. that all, all the stats and everything would have been talked about this year. That the fact that they even made the playoffs. You know oh, what I mean? If, if, like, if nothing changed other than – the manager. Other than like, yeah, if, Belt- like if everything else went the same with him as manager, exactly. yeah, one hundred percent. Exactly, exactly. That just goes to see, just to show you perception, and that's what the Mets were looking at, and that's why they ultimately decided to get rid of it. Because what, like I said, what happens if the Mets, what happens if the Mets won hundred games this year, and they're like third in the NL on offense, and Beltran is their manager? What kind of questions are everyone? Everyone's going to call them cheaters, whether they are or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just it's guilt by association. Exactly. And of course the court of social media, you know how that goes. So yeah, they they had to make that move, really. In hindsight, I'm looking back on it. They really had to make this move and get rid of Beltran. Yeah, it's just it would have been like a circus if they didn't do that. They would they would have it's, it's gonna be a circus either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's really so, I think that's why I've, I've I said this multiple times on other pods that the I think the Astros are going to end up missing the playoffs just because they have to deal with so much crap during the whole season. They're going to be questioned like, are they going to go on? If they end up going on like a win streak, they'll be like, "What the hell's going on? Why are they still cheating?" Like they're going to everybody's going to be questioning it. That's <laughs> so and I just think that well, I- that's going to be too much for them. I think that's why they hired Dusty Baker. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he's like the old general, old school. He doesn't do any of that stuff. I think it's, like I said, it's perception. And the perception is that Dusty Baker's going to come in and straighten these guys out and not deal with the bullshit right. and stuff like that. And I think, you know, rather than hiring someone who's younger, even like an Osmus who's been around, like or someone like that, or even someone within the organization, because they were talking about promoting. Um, oh, I forget the guy's name because he was talked about in managerial circles too. He, he was, I think, he was the bench coach last year. Mm. Uh, Desma, um, I can't think of his name off the top yeah. of my head, but he was named like the interim manager yeah. when Hinch was fired. They well, talked about. I don't know why I can't think of his name. He was with the Yankees. Yeah, Juan, Juan Desma, or like the fuck's his something like that. Espada? Oh, Spot. Yeah, Espada. Spot. Because he was the yep. Yankees' third base, third base coach at one point, a couple years ago. Yeah, they Spot? mentioned him. It's that Yankees again. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Yankees, be on an investigation here. Yeah. That was when they were like not not even that good though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's back in uh-huh. <laughs> I said I see I see the whole ploy here. Guys played like crap. 
even though you were stealing signs, just so no one would follow the trail. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Oh, so wait a minute. That means the Tigers are stealing signs, too. They're just deciding to play like crap. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or they're just barely stealing signs. (laughs) 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 They know... Wait, they know the signs. They just want to throw the. They just want to throw every game anyway. Well, the thing is, when you steal signs, you have to know what sign you're stealing. Right. So you have to know that you're conveying a curveball. I think they they're so messed up at stealing signs. They're saying it's a curveball, it's a curveball, but actually it's a fastball. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's how they want to put the worst record in baseball. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's also you just gotta still be good enough to hit the actual pitch. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. That's the thing, too. And it's funny because I just saw a quote recently by Greg Maddox. Like, he, he was great for quotes, but as quiet as he was. <laughs> but um, talking about, like, I'll tell you, you don't need to steal the signs. I'll tell you what I'm going to throw. 80 mile an hour, 80 mile well, an hour, 89 mile an hour fastball. I mean, it doesn't even matter. That's why you know I saw it was like a meme thing uh, and it, of uh, Mariano Rivera. It's like, yeah, it was pretty much the same thing. It's like, you don't need to steal my sign. I'm throwing you a cutter every time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm throwing. And you're still not hitting it. That's right. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm throwing. Doesn't even matter. Maddox was just, I, I don't know. For some reason, he's been like uh, on my timeline a lot lately. And he's just, dude, just was ridiculous. Pinpoint control. I've never seen, I've never seen a pitcher with that, that kind of command. Like knowing exactly where to throw the ball and how exactly to change speeds, because the dude never threw more than like ninety-two miles an hour. I don't know what you're talking like about. A I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for Bartolo Colon to come back to the Mets. That's exactly <laughs> what you're gonna see. Boom! Precision, seventy-five mile per hour fastball down the middle. <laughs> yeah. Bartolo, oh boy, <laughs> sexy. <laughs> he was pretty. I tell you, man, he was solid for the Mets. <laughs> Three years he was there. He ate up innings. You got to give him that, dude. The guy went out every fifth day. Hey, you know what? He hit a home run. Right? Right? <laughs> that was <laughs> that was just uh, mm-hmm. oh man. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another thing too. Though they're talking about putting a DH in like in the National League in like next year, I think, or something like that. Yeah, I saw that starting like 2021. They they were thinking about it. I see. For the Mets, I think that hurts them because they probably have like the best like hitting pitching staff in baseball. Pitching, yeah, they're good, but hitting like they can actually hit the ball. Fucking yeah. sometimes some years better than the actual hitters on the team. Yeah, I see. I like the DH. I think it should be in. I mean, overall, even as good as, even as good as the best hitting pitchers are, like if you take like a Bumgarner, Jake Arrieta, I know Syndergaard hits pretty well. Whatever. Yeah, they still hit 180. <laughs> I mean, they're great for hit. They're great for pitching. Uh, they're great hitters as far as pitchers go. But if you ha- if you can have Cano DH. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Steven Matz hit 228 
Wheeler hit 211 right. and the Grom hit 200. All right. Oh, okay. I my stats last year. So, so your best your best hitting pitcher at 228. Wow, that's that's impressive. It's impressive. <laughs> and we got a total of six home runs from him. Oh, oh shit! There you go. Yeah, I like I like the idea of putting DH though, because like yeah, like the other thing too is when like American League teams go to National League parks, then those are pitchers that don't hit that often, and then. You know, you also see them having to run the bases if they actually do get on, and like you can see injuries. Like back, the one thing I always, the one I always think of is back in, I think I believe it was 2008, Chin Ming Wong, but the it was at the uh, Minute Maid Park. He was around the bases to go home, and he got injured, and then was out for the season. So that's always the thing I think of. Yeah, I mean, I I think it should be, especially not only that too, it. it it helps the NL teams when you have a DA. Now you have a 26-man roster, don't forget. You have an extra guy in your roster anyway this year. Yeah. So with all the double switches and blah, 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 and the pinch hitting, this is going to save it and give you even more of an expansive roster in the NL because you don't have to pinch hit, do a double switch, and then pinch hit again for a reliever in his spot or whatever, like whatever it may be. Not only do you have the extra man on the roster – but if you could just DH somebody. See, that's a good point. I've never I, I I've had this argument many times with people, and I've I've flipped I've flipped back and forth on it kind of. But that's a good point. The the switching mm. that happens from it. Yep. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's definitely a good reason for the DH. And I think I, I mean people I don't know. I think it it gives a great chance to keep a a bat in your lineup and give him a rest in a sense that like, if you have an, an older guy, like, or someone who's like in, in his thirties that you want to give him a couple days off, day off here, day off there, you can DH him. It gives you a lot more options. I, I, I don't know. I like it. I mean, I like the DH. I've been an AL. I've always been an AL guy. So I'm a twins fan. So I, I've always liked the DH, you know, but, I I see the argument on both sides. I do. It takes away the strategy of the game and everything. I get it. But, I mean, so much has taken off the manager's plate already. Why don't you just take that off them too? Like, why do the NL managers have to worry about, how do I do this double switch now? Like, do I do, do I put this guy here and pinch this guy and then have this guy play the field and waste another route? You know what I mean? There's just too much that goes into it. Why, why even bother with it? Just have a DH. And look, you could still, if you have a real good hitting pitcher, run a bat for himself then. You don't have to use the DH. That's not mandatory. True. You can let the pitcher hit. What will Tani hit for himself? I mean, I'll tell you right now that I don't know if you guys know this. The rule in the American League with the DH, yeah. if, if you take your DH from your original lineup, when you go put the lineup card into the umpires, say Nelson Cruz is DH and for the Twins, okay? Injuries happen or whatever may happen, and Nelson Cruz has to go out and play the field, the pitcher has to take his spot in the lineup. So once you're a, once you're a DH in the lineup, you're not allowed to play the field because if you go to play the field, pitcher actually bats in your spot. That's actually a rule in the AL. 
I don't know how they're going to do it in the NL, but they're probably going to just adopt it all the same, honestly. Like if they're adding the DH position, they're gonna they're gonna probably just adopt everything to be the same. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. But yeah, it's just I always found that kind of kind of a strange rule, but you know. Yeah, but other than obviously the manager decision, it's been been kind of a quiet offseason for the Mets. They haven't really done too much. I mean, like I, I like they they got Batantis. Yeah, that was great. Great bullpen there. Bullpen's always been a pretty big issue with them. Even when they even when they get the names, it just doesn't pan out. Like it's bullpen always seems like it's going to be an issue for them. If I don't think Diaz could do much worse than he did last year. Between Diaz, Familia, Batances, it should be an improved bullpen. Yeah. Should. Who else? They got uh, what, Porcello and Wonka? Oh, yeah. They're still a Lugo. Yeah, I forgot about that. Lugo was great last year. Yeah. Oh yeah, Lugo's gonna and Lugo's definitely staying in the pen with now they picked up Porcello and Waka and really only one of them is gonna take a starting position. Right. The way their players get injured though, both of them will probably start a decent amount at some point. Right. They still have Gastelman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They're actually stacked on starting pitching. They're stacked on like just pitching in general. Yeah. I mean you can always put Gastelman in a bullpen. You At know, this point, well, it looks like, yeah, Lugo and Gesellman are bullpen guys. Because even, like, between Purcell and Walker, it seems like one of them's going to be starter, one of them's going to be put in the pen. The other one's going to be, like, the sixth starter, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And then, I guess, Gesellman will probably be next up in the sense of the way Lugo just did in the pen last year. They probably want to yeah. just keep him in the pen. Yeah. Yeah, I say Lugo being Lugo is going to be the, you know, the right-handed Josh Hader. Yeah, <laughs> In yeah. That sense, you know, with Patances and Diaz, I think Diaz is going to have a much better year. He got way, he got so unlucky. If you look it, at his underlying stats, I mean, nothing he gave really up changed. A lot of home runs. That's the thing. He just got barreled up different. I, that's, I, I don't that's even what know. It was. Yeah, because it was a lot of it was a lot of just off one swing, like it's. It's not like yep. cumulative, like he did bad. It was just <laughs> they they barreled up to that ball. Wait, I mean, obviously, it still was partially like a downgrade for him, but like not as bad as it looked. Yeah, it's just weird. See, this is the thing with that's that's why relievers are so volatile because it's like almost when you talk about players with like postseason stats, it's a small sample size. Yep. Well, every year for a closer, it's a small sample size because you're only throwing 50, 60 innings. Oh, so it's definitely. a small sample size. So, I mean, if you, as a reliever, if you come in and pitch a third of an inning and you give up like five runs and lose the game, you know how long it takes you to get your ERA back to like normal? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, so that's the thing. You can have like three bad, three really bad outings during a season. And everything else could be lights out. Well, and that's and why your ERA still looks like crap because you had those horrible 
people. That that's the thing. That's why ERA is such a horrible de- determination of like a a, a closer. Relievers. You know, yeah. You have to look more into the actual appearances. Mm-hmm. And even at that, like I said, it's a small sample size. It, it's you you can't judge it's hard to judge a pitcher on 50, 60 innings. Definitely. I definitely you know? though I, I, I hope hopefully we should see an improvement in uh in that aspect for the Mets. It was like what, twenty two blown saves or something like that last year. Yeah. You, you get rid of you get rid of three of you get rid of what, like four of those and they're in the wild card game. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I think like, yeah. it's not even like and that that's just like you're not gonna see that very often. So yeah. Just with his stuff alone and how he performed, not just the year before, which when he had a great year with Seattle, but I mean the years previous, like when he was building up to it, I think last year was an anomaly. I really do for him. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very much hoping so. Some you know, people want to be like, oh, it's the whole New York. I don't even think it's the New York thing. I think in general it was just something didn't click right, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bad year. That's yeah, it. just like, like it's just yeah. That's like, it. Like forget it, move on, let's go. Yeah. Oh. Well did they they got uh then I mean we've been saying a lot of pitching, but they picked up Mariznick for center field. I, I was hoping for something a little more. Yeah, like, well that's I not think, really what I was expecting, but I think Pirates were asking too much for Marte mm-hmm. from the Mets. I think so too. I think yeah, that's I in the end that's what it came down to. I don't blame the Mets for not parting with someone like Nimmo, you know. I don't blame them. It's not worth it, no. I mean, the Pirates, I think, still got... Still, I think they still got kind of fleeced by Arizona, but well, I don't know about this young kid, Liam. I can't even say his name, Leovner, whatever his name is. <laughs> the kid's like 19 years old. I mean, who knows who he's going to be? Supposedly, he's very toolsy, very toolsy shortstop. Good speed, good defense, hands and stuff can hit so who knows with that but i see the mets the mets i think the mets lineup is fine i mean yeah. you remember you're getting, you're getting jed lowry back people forget about jed lowry they forget about him completely played nine remember <laughs> you know two years ago when like when the Mets signed him the year he was coming off of was a great year he's a switch hitter he could play second and third you know jeff mcneil is is the man Guy plays everywhere. You know, throw him wherever you need him to play. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, he's good wherever you put him. Even defensively, he's solid like everywhere. I think his best position is third base, but overall, like as far as DRS goes, like he was pretty pretty average everywhere. So he doesn't kill you. And in the end, fucking man could hit. Yeah. Oh, he just hit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll see what J.D. Davis can do all year. Yeah. If he get anything out of Cespedes, he's got some He's got some motivation this oh, year. Oh, Mr. Mr. I'm going to hit 52 home runs this, this season. <laughs> see? I mean, you know what? Hey, if he plays <laughs> plays for the Mets, I'll take it. You know what? Yeah, right. <laughs> Go and do it. 
Could you imagine Cespedes and Alonso both hitting 50? (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Alonso's going to take a little step back, I think. He's going to, I mean, he's a solid hitter. He he kills the ball. So, I mean, I I have no doubt the power is going to be there. I don't know about 53 home runs again. Yeah, that's probably going to push it. I got hit pegged for about 40 because I think it's going to regress. You know, but I'll tell you what, if the dude hits 250 with a 350 on base percentage and hits 40 home runs, drives in 110, I'll take that out of a (laughs) second. I mean, all day long. So, but I just hope Mets fans don't expect like this kind of, because I mean, look what happened to Aaron Judge, his rookie year, 52 home runs, and then he got hurt. Obviously, he's battled injuries. But I'm just saying, that sophomore slump is real. Happened to Cody Bellinger, too. And then he bounced back again last year. You know what I mean? Like, that sophomore slump, when all these pitchers, when they have a book on you, you know, they're going to yeah. try to expose you. It's, it's how quick you can adjust to what they're adjusting to is going to determine on how well you do the second year. But I think Alonzo is going to. I think Alonzo is going to have a tough time in the beginning of the year. I think he'll he'll adjust though. But yeah, I, I, I definitely don't. I, I definitely don't see a complete repeat of last season. Yeah. But I don't see any. I don't think it's going to be like a complete disaster either. Obviously, like it's it's definitely going to be a little bit of regression though. Yeah. No, he's not. He's not going to turn into like you know, Chris Davis. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> you know. oh, that was painful. Yeah, what happened? What happened? Oh, <laughs> I, I loved him, man. That was painful. Yeah, I, I loved the guy too. But what, like, what happened? Uh, <laughs> like, I don't even know. Contact the baseball. I, I oh, <laughs> it's you know stuff like that. Like amazes me. That someone can be so good. And, I mean, he had the one great year, obviously, because right? I think he had 53 home runs the one year. Yeah. But, I mean, even some of his other years, 36, 40, like he was – and all of a sudden, he just – that's it. Can't hit anymore. Like, what happened? It always amazes me because it happens to some guys. I remember Chuck Knobloch. You know, like Chuck Knobloch was great with the Twins when he came up in 91. And he went to the Yankees and he was good. All of a sudden, he couldn't throw to first base anymore. What is that mental block? It's like so weird to me. It's almost like a mental block. Who else did that? Uh, Do you remember the catcher? I don't know. This might be before your time, Nick. I don't know how old you are, but do you remember Mackie Sasser? I'm going to guess this is before my time. Yeah, probably. I think it's like 90s, like catcher. Mackie Sasser. I think believe he's a switch hitter. If not, he was a lefty, but I believe he was a switch hitter. Um, catcher for the Mets. And um, couldn't throw back to the pitcher. Had a mental block. I uh, had a little like, uh, what's it called? Uh, like Major League, like the movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He he would literally like it happened in games, like regular pitch. All right, ball one. He'd go to throw it back to like Al Leiter, 
and the ball oh, would like, the ball would go over his head. The ball would fall on his feet. Like he couldn't throw back to the pitcher. It was the weirdest friggin' thing. Look, if you went Google him, Mackie Sasser was his name. Yeah, uh, if you want to Google him, he had just like a weird. I mean, and he was a pretty decent hitter. hitter. Yeah, his, his, his hitting stats are decent. Especially for that time. I mean, you weren't expecting catches. So you know, not everyone was Gary Carter or Johnny Bench. I mean, you know, you weren't expecting catches to be great hitters, you know. But it was just weird. Like he had some weird, I don't know what it was. It just, it just that stuff like that, like intrigues me. I don't know. 1990, don't, 14 error season. What was that? 1990, he had 14 errors. 14 errors, a catcher. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, he just like forgot how to throw. Jeez. Oh. Sorry, we're getting kind of off topic. He is a mess. He was a mess catcher, though. Yeah, <laughs> so he, he was. Awesome. He was. Uh, he was a mess catcher from uh, 88 to 92. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was just a weird like I like I said, I've always been intrigued by those stories, like sports psychologist type stuff. Like, and I wonder if Chris Davis is like similar. Yeah. Like he just forgot how to hit. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's just so weird that the guy just completely fell off. It's just an odd thing. Oh, they got another catcher now that makes a few errors in the field. Oh. Ramos is good though with the bat at least. Uh, oh yeah, that's that's the thing at least. He's he's very solid with the bat. I mean, it, can his hit. fielding's a little shaky. Yeah, but it's it's not that terrible, but it could be better. Well, if they sign R- Renee Rivera to a minor league contract, yep, defensive guru <laughs> Renee Rivera, dude's good behind the plate, can't hit, <laughs> but he's good behind the plate. <laughs> It's uh, we got we got a little pick your poison over here. <laughs> choose the batter, choose the glove. Well, sometimes you need a little bit of both. I mean, yeah. Who knows? You know. I mean, they have the same problem in San Diego with Austin Hedges. Dude can't hit, but he's great at framing, and he's great with the young pitching staff. Like he's, you know, but he's gonna hit. He's going to hit 210. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's a completely different position, but like with the Mets with uh, Juan Lagares, like they'll yeah. bring him in. They'll bring him in a lot of the time, end of games for the fielding because his fielding is phenomenal, but he doesn't really hit more than 210. <laughs> Last year he hit 213. Yeah. Well, that's why Marisnik's an upgrade. At least oh, yeah. Marisnik's a better hitter. <laughs> that's, yeah. In the end, that's that's what it is. He's definitely a better they'll, hitter. They'll use Marisnik too because a right-handed batter. They'll use Marisnik too against some lefties if they want to give Conforto and Nimmo a day off. They'll mm-hmm. throw him in Marisnik in center field. Nimmo or Conforto will be in right. You know Conforto. they'll mix match. Marisnik was a good signing. I think it was. I think it was a real good signing because I like Marisnik. I, I think he's a hard. He's a hard-nosed player. You know, he's always been like the fourth outfielder. But he's always found ways to get like 300 at bats every year. Like he's kind of Gregory, like Gregor Blanco from San Francisco. Like all, all mm-hmm. these guys, you know, 
he reminds me of right the batting like a guy the Mets actually got rid of years ago, Angel Pagan. Angel Pagan. Yeah. yeah. You know, the Mets got rid of him to San Francisco, and he turned out to be pretty good, like in the outfield for a few years for them. You know, Marisnik's a solid player. He's a solid player. Not great. Not, you know, nothing. He's he's kind of a, he's a good fourth. (laughs) He's a really good fourth outfielder. Exactly. Exactly. That's what he is. Because he'll play good defense. He can play center field. He'll play his heart out. He'll run. He'll hit a little bit. Yeah, he's not he's not a great hitter, but he's an upgrade. He's an upgrade from Ligaris as far as oh, hitting. definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not quite the fielder Ligaris was, but I don't know. Ligaris kind of fell off after that go glove. He wasn't exactly, uh, if I remember correctly, looking at the DRS, he wasn't exactly like go glove material after that one year. So they also I, after that he just wasn't also playing consistently. Like they just they they don't play him consistently at all. Well, this thing, sometimes these guys need consistent playing time. Now, Marisnik's never going to get consistent playing time unless there's an injury. You know, but I would trust, you know, God forbid there's like an injury to Nimmo. Oh, yeah, I'm fine with Ben Marisnik. Yeah, that's so. But, I mean, if you have to put Marisnik in for an extended amount of time, like a month or two, I have no problem with it because I think he's a solid major leaguer. Yeah. He's not going to hurt you. Yeah, he's not going to do with that's where it is. Yeah. But I mean, he's you know he's good, good player. Right. He's he's going to be a slight downgrade from whoever he's replacing, but he's still not like he's not killing the team being out there. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. And the Mets at least have pieces; they can move around. Yeah. I, I love I love the young outfields. Uh, I love the group of Davis, Conforto, Nemo. Yeah. McNeil. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say McNeil. He's probably gonna play a decent amount of outfield. McNeil just McNeil's gonna play every position. Just McNeil, honestly, at some point, just so that way he plays every position because he'll play every other one just naturally. Yeah. Honestly, McNeil should probably be the starting third baseman. If I was looking at the lineup now, yeah, I'd put him as a starting third baseman. I think it's just the spot that makes the most sense. Yeah. That's where he's best defensively, as far as the metrics go. I mean, if you're going to keep Cano at second. <clears throat> well, and that's what it is, too. It's like he could play second, but then, like, Cano's at second. So it's yeah. it's the only way Cano's not playing second is if you're taking him off the field because there's no point in making Cano like go play third base and no. Neil play th- and second like it's just not no. Then you're ruining two positions. Yeah, then it's you take McNeil off. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think McNeil should start at third. Rosario short, Cano second. Obviously, Alonzo Ramos, Nimmo, Conforto. And McNeil in the outfield. And you have Marisnik as the fourth outfielder. You have Jed Lowry, who plays second and third. He's your fifth infielder, if you will. And yeah. then, um, yeah, that's there. I think that's where you go. Well, Cespedes is there. You know, when he gets there, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I Baby mean, steps with Cespedes. 
<laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, let's, hope does, let's hope he doesn't. There's no more boars in his ranch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I I don't understand. I just I'm never gonna attempt to understand that. I don't know. Uh, if this man no, comes no. riding in on a horse, I, I'm done. Um, if you need another outfit, the Yasiel Puig is still available. Yeah. <laughs> Get more excitement to the Mets. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all the Mets need. Yeah, right. More media attention. <laughs> more media attention. Oh. Oh my God. <laughs> we, do, we do that enough to ourselves. Yeah. Honestly, though, the thing yeah. is, it's not even the personalities of the players that does it. Well, no. Especially at this point, like, like most of them, they're either quiet people or just they're great personalities. Like, you don't, there's no really crazy or clashing personality type people on this team that. <sighs> Meet the and the Mets. only fights that you had were. Between Degrom and the and uh, Mr. Met, <laughs> <laughs> those are fun. Oh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Syndergaard, Syndergaard, and Mr. Met. Oh yeah, Syndergaard. Sorry, I don't know why I said Degrom. Yeah. So much, so much fun. Oh. So, how do you guys think the Mets are going to do this year? That's your predictions, then. Um. I guess you, you could start next since you're the best fan. Uh, I got to try not to be biased. Uh, it's so hard, though. Yeah. It, they do this to me every year. It's just... They're giving me hope again. Just to snatch it all away. Um, I, I do. The, they definitely have a chance at the playoffs. Yeah. The team is good enough to do it. I think what makes... What makes it hard is also the division they're in is very solid. Aside from the Marlins, I think there are four teams, like the other four teams all have a good shot at making the playoffs, which is why it's very hard for me to say confidently that they're going to. Just because of the division they're in, but I think... It, they have a very good chance at it. Can they win the division? Yes. Will they? Probably no. I think they're going to be a wild card team. Oh. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I think they'll be a wild card team. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're winning the division. I think it's just too tough a division that. You know, compete with. Well, I think they're obviously they'll still compete with it, but I just don't think they will actually win it. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna end up on top of it. Because I know, obviously, the, the Nationals, uh, defending champions, they're gonna compete for it. Braves are strong. So, what, am I, what team am I missing? What the hell? Phillies. Oh yeah, Phillies. I think Girardi th- over there now. They got Wheeler. They got. Yeah, Phillies are actually my pick for the to win the division this year. Phillies are Braves. I'm not. I don't know which one to pick right now, but I think it's between them. I think, yeah, I think it's a very good chance it's one of those two. Yeah, I'd agree with that. 
I mean, there's going to be a battle, though. I mean, because the Nas- honestly, the Nationals didn't lose that much. I mean, yes, they lost Rendon. Okay, I get it. But you still got Robles for a whole year, Soto back. I mean, they, they, they brought got Zim- Mr. National. <laughs> yeah, they brought him back. Brought him back for another year. Yeah. I mean, it's Trey Turner. I mean, they're not, it's not like they're a bad team. Hate hate <laughs> the know? team, but I love Zimmerman. Yeah. yeah, you got to love Zimmerman. I was happy for him. I missed the national and the original, mm-hmm. you know. But but I'll say I'll have to agree with that too. I think I don't I don't know if the Mets win a division. I don't think so. But I I think they're a wild card team, definitely. Sadly, I mean, if, if they don't make the wild card, they're gonna like just it's gonna be almost like last year. It's, they're just gonna miss it. Like they they're very much in contention for it. And yeah. then once once playoffs come, anything could happen. Yeah, I mean, what, they won 86 games last year? I mean, no contention for it last year. Yeah. They, they ended up only, like, three out of the wild card. They were in it until pretty much the last week. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, that's the tough thing with the National League. There's so many teams that can make it, like, pretty much every, almost every single team in the National League can contend. Just, well, that was the same thing last year, too. Except for the Marlins. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the Marlins and uh, Pirates. Marlins, Pirates, and Rockies. Yeah, Rockies. Yeah, I'll throw the Rockies in there too because that division, that division just got a whole lot better. Oh, the Giants. That, that division. Yeah, Giants aren't going anywhere. Giants oh, there we go. Be- that's that's the one there. The Giants. Yeah. Giants will. Giants or Pirates will be fighting for the worst record in that. I, I honestly think the Marlins are better than the Giants and the Pirates. I yeah. think they are. I think the hard part, though, is, like record-wise, again, is going to be that they have to play the rest of that division so much. Yeah. The Mets are going to lose out in the wild card because of the Marlins, just because that that seems to happen more than it should. <laughs> well, that's the thing with the NL East is not only are you playing the Phillies, the Braves, and the Nationals, but the Marlins are the best last place team out of the National League <laughs> division. Yeah, like <laughs> like <laughs> Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh can't catch a break. <laughs> stink. They're they're horrible. With Tayon not pitching this year, I mean. They just, what do they have? Honestly, Marlins got a nice group of young guys. Yeah, it's no, nothing. It's nothing really put together that you're gonna see anything. They have nothing. You're gonna see no contention, but they have nothing. You're see no they're, contention, they're, but you got you got a few decent individuals over there. Yeah, so do the Giants. Well, a couple deep guys, but like you know, I love Mike Ustremski. <laughs> you um, know, definitely. Buster Posey's still solid. They still brand the belt. Crawford baseball. <laughs> yeah, well, it's still pretty good. I mean, this is the thing. They they have some guys there. You know, we'll see if Cueto and Samar. I, I was just about to say, Cueto. Uh, Cueto actually going to pitch again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the thing. Uh, it's the same thing with the Pirates. Yeah, Josh Bell's great. Love him. Gregory Polanco when he stays on the field is great. Brian Anderson, Kevin Newman. I mean, what do they have in their lineup? Colin Moran. I mean, yeah, he's a decent third baseman, but, you know, and then uh, Tayon's out for the year. So they have Archer and they have Musgrove. All right, Mitch Keller. We'll see what he does. But, I mean, mean, they have possibilities. But so does every team. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) 
the thing is, Pittsburgh is counting on all these possibilities to even be a 500 team. Even if all these guys work out, they're a 500 team. And you know that's not going to happen. So they're a 65-win team. Same thing with the Giants. If everything works out, they maybe get to 500. But we know that doesn't generally happen. So, and that's, you know, that's one pushing it. Wrong, they, did, another... they didn't hit 500. They didn't hit 500 uh, last year, and that's with, like, if you just look within their division, like, the Diamondbacks, I think they're going to step it up a bit. The Padres are definitely stepping it up a bit from yeah, wins. Exactly. Like they're gonna be their teams in their own division are gonna be tougher. They're stepping back, the Giants. Like Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Pittsburgh. That Pittsburgh's whole division has it's the sad part is it's the, between the Cubs, Brewers, and Cardinals the last few years has been a fight. And now the Reds are like, we're gonna throw ourselves in there too. So Reds have done a lot, man. Yeah, they're throwing themselves into it now. So now the Pirates are just <laughs> they they had sixty nine wins last year. They're not they're lucky yeah. they're lucky if they break sixty five. Yeah, they'll be about the same. Sixty five to seventy. They'll compete. But that's about it. Reds really Reds really threw themselves in there, man. It they're you know what? And I don't blame them because you know what? People were talking about the Reds all to rebuild them, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? What have the Cardinals done? What have the Cubs done? What have the Brewers done? They've all lost players. This is the time to strike for the Reds. Just I mean, looking at all up. this, I'm looking like at the divisions right now, and it's just making me depressed. <laughs> I mean, the Brewers lost. The Brewers lost arguably the best catcher in baseball, yeah. Grandal. You could say he's second to JT. Okay, I'll take that. Top three catcher in baseball. They lost him. Okay. You look at the Cubs, another year older. They have an old team, with the exception of Baez and Bryant. I mean, what is Hayward going to give you again? You know, Rizzo another year. Rizzo's always solid, but, you know, that's fun. But what else do they have? Lester's last year of his contract. What is, Dar- is Darvish the first-half pitcher or the second-half pitcher last year? You know, Kyle Hendricks is solid. What's the bullpen look like? You know, and the Cardinals, they lost Marcelo Zuna. Mm-hmm. It was great last year, but he did hit 29 home runs. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're losing him out of that lineup and they're not replacing him with anybody. Do you think Flaherty is going to have the kind of year he did last year? Is Carlos Martinez a starter, reliever? What does he do? You know, all the team. Well, what I'm saying is the Cubs, Cardinals, and Brewers, the teams that are supposedly ahead of the Reds going into this year, they've done nothing but lose players in the offseason. Pretty much, the Reds were nine back. The Reds were nine back of the third place team of those three. Right. And that was last year. year, This year, they're going to be in contention with all three. Like, it's going to be a four way race now. Yeah. Central is going to look like the East. Yeah, yeah. The so and the East are both going to be four four team races. The West is going to be, uh, I think it will be two team, maybe three team. I want to see. I want to see a three. I want to see. I want to see a three or four way tie for the wild card. That's what I want to see. Love it. I want to see. I want to see a match at the end of the year. I want to see like, say like the Reds and well, Cardinals. There was almost a chance of it this year. 
Like, yeah. like three or four games left in the season. They're like, if this all happens, five-way tie or something like that. I was like, oh, I can't wait. Uh, I, I want to see madness. I want to see, like, like let's put it this way. I want, the Central, I want to see, like, say, like, the Reds and Cardinals finish with the same record. Mm-hmm. And they have the same record as, like, the Mets and the Phillies. Oh. All four of them have the same record. And then you have to play for the division, and then you have to play to get oh into the wild card. Like, oh I just want this craziness. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I, the way the National League is, like, it, it could happen. Yeah. It could. It could very well happen. And then the American League, you pretty much have all chalk. It's like... Yeah. The American League is the team. I mean... <laughs> Thing with the AL West, I could I can honestly see the A's or Angels winning it, and the Astros just completely missing it. Um, Mike, I could Trout, see that. Mike Trout in the playoffs would be nice to see. Oh uh, yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it so bad. You know, he he deserves it at this point. Can can we just <laughs> please? Yeah, I like to see because I think the A's can win that division. They they getting a lot of pitching back this year. Mm-hmm. Lazardo with a whole year, Manaya with a whole year. The A's are going to have a solid squad. I mean, obviously with Chapman, Simeon, you know, Olson, Lariano in center field. Like they, Chris Davis, if he has a bounce back, he actually hit less than two forty seven last year. You know, like guys like that. The A's are the A's are another solid ninety five win team, ninety to ninety five. And like I, you got the central over there. Detroit's going to win the central, of course. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) Put your money on that. I wonder what the odds are for that. (laughs) Putting my money on Baltimore, Detroit, Miami, (laughs) Pittsburgh, all winning their divisions. And the two dollar bet wins you like two million, probably. (laughs) Yeah, really. That's about. That's about it. (laughs) That's about what. I would say you still would be a bad bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's two dollars lost right there. <laughs> Submit. That's two dollars. I'm never gonna see. Oh, um, <laughs> put on a ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Ale is like you said. It's Alex. It's kind of chalk at this point. Pretty much. The only thing with the central, I think I, I can I, I can see the Indians winning it this year. If the, if everything comes together, I can see that. Even though you don't want to, you don't want to hear that. But no, I don't. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I, I like think the White Sox going to win it, but all right. I like what the White Sox have done. To yeah. a point. I mean, I love the signing of Rand- I love Rendell. I, I personally, I think Rendell is the best catcher in baseball. I would take him over J.T. Barely, but I would. But aside from that, I think he's going to work well with um, that young staff. Gilito, Ronaldo Lopez, Dylan Cease, guys like that. Cole Peck coming up. CP makes his debut this year. You know, stuff like that. But I just don't think it's in the I, – I think teams like the White Sox and Padres – I, I think they're going to make a run this year. Padres, I, I have more confidence in. Mm-hmm. Make more of a deep run. Because I said it last year with the Padres. And when people, when they were in the thick of things, they were 500. They were like, you know, 
They're going to fall off at the end of the year. And that's what I think is going to happen to the White Sox this year. I think you're a year behind the Padres. I think the White Sox are going to make a run. They're going to be in it in July and everything like that. And I think come August, September, they're going to fall off because yeah. of the, yeah. the grind, the season, and stuff like that. It's very, those two are very, very comparable. Um, I think the only thing with the Padres, obviously, then is just the National League is ridiculous. Like, just contending with all those teams out there for a while. Like, I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough road with that. But you're definitely gonna see a step up with them. Obviously, both those teams are definitely gonna at least start out with a run. Yeah. I don't. I normally don't like go like have a different other team besides like my favorite team, the Yankees, obviously. But like my, I would say my probably my national league, my favorite national league team is the Padres. Just like I, I love the like that young core that they have. I love Tatis, and I was just I kind of started watching some of their games last year, just watching them. You know, especially like when they were playing, were playing guard at the beginning of the season. And I'm 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 really looking forward to seeing that next year too. Like Tatis stays healthy, and you know that left side of the infield is going to be awesome to, to watch Machado and Tatis. It's going to be fun. And obviously they have their, I mean their pitching is going to be a question because they still have young young guys. But I think this year it'll be you know they're going to like you said they're going to be in contention, but. I think next year is the year that they actually end up making an even deeper run. This is, I think next year is when everything's going to come come together more, and they're going to have like a big, a uh, good rotation. Like they're going to have all their prospects up. Like uh, Mackenzie Gore is going to be up, and all that. And so I, I could definitely see next year them even contending for the division. So. there oh. yeah i mean what's it called they they had 70 wins last year it's they're gonna take a nice jump up yeah definitely or the white Sox. Yeah, the white Sox is set the two teams are very similar and have both made like deep, pretty good moves and they're they're both like the pretty much they're both like the third best team in their respective divisions that both can make a run for a wild card spot even in the early on stay with the division but yeah i don't think either one's gonna be good enough like to hold on all the way through yeah the padres definitely have more of a chance than the white Sox. i think because honestly i think I honestly think Boston's going to have somewhat of a bounce back this year. Um, the Rays are always good. The A's, the Angels, I think, will be good. I honestly think it's going to be the same type of thing that the AL Central, the division winner, is the only one that goes to the playoffs. <clears throat> Although I see the Indians. I saw the Indians there last year, and they made a fight toward the end. I just don't know if the Indians are going to stay in contention all year. 
because of the moves they might make. When they're talking about moving Lindor, when you're talking about the best shortstop in baseball, my opinion, <clears throat> you know, if you move him, you know, does Kluber bounce back? If not, all right, you have Clevenger, Carrasco, Bieber, still got a solid three. But I, I don't know what kind of lineup they have. And that's, that's what I think hurt them a little last year. Now, granted, last year, they also, Kluber got hurt. Bauer got traded, you know, and stuff. But I think the, twin, I think the Twins are going to take that division. I think the Indians will be up there to a point. And the White Sox will make a jump. But I just I don't see anyone else other than the Twins out of that division. Whereas the Padres, they're kind of in the thick of things. The Dodgers they're, are still they're going to be in that out. fight. They're going to be in that fight with the other seven teams for the wild card. <laughs> exactly. They're going to have some. See, that's the thing. The Padres are going to have. They're going to be fighting to have something to play for. I see. I think the White Sox are going to fall off at the end of August. Mm-hmm. Just like the Padres did last year. Like that's why I said I think the White Sox are are like the Padres were last year. Mm-hmm. Going into the season, it was a lot of hype, a lot of young guys. You know, Paddock pitched well, Strom pitched pretty well, Lucchese, like all these guys and everything. And then just toward the end of the year, everyone kind of fell off. Tatis got hurt. You know, it was it was kind of like uh, they kind of fell off. Whether it was fatigue, the grind of the whole season, I, I see the White Sox doing the same thing this year. This year, I see the Padres actually fighting to the end. Don't know if they're going to actually make it because well, the Dodgers are the class of the NOS. They're still the best team there. Arizona's pretty pretty damn good. Getting Marte to play center field. We signed Peralta. I mean, they get Marte now. They get two Martes. Mm-hmm. You know, Zach Galen, Luke Weaver. Robbie Ray on his last year of his contract. They got some solid pitching there, too. I mean, they, they're a pretty good team. Yeah, I mean, they got Mad Bum, too. So, I mean, yeah, they brought Mad Bum over. I don't know how, I don't know how he's going to do. Yeah. I'm torn on him. If they can make the playoffs, then they, he can do his stuff in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> he can do his thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'll say Mets. I'll say going getting back to the Mets. I'll say I'll definitely go Mets wild card though. I think they got it. Ninety wins for the Mets wild card. They hit eighty six last year. I think they could hit ninety, and I think it should should be enough. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, yeah, I would say 90 wins too. And then I'm going to say Mets and I guess, yeah, I'm going to go with Mets Padres for the wild card. That'll be exciting. That'll be an exciting matchup. Yeah. It'll be a nice matchup. Fuck it. Let's just see a six team wild card tie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's just do it. I just, I, I don't even care. I don't even care. 
I want to see down to the last game of the season. Mets could like all they have to do is win and they keep it. Or if they lose, it turns six game tie, six team tie. Fuck it, lose six team tie wild card. <laughs> do it. I want to see chaos. <laughs> chaos takes two weeks just to figure out the wild card teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What would even be the tiebreaker? Just play each other a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. That's in yeah, the end. Yeah, it's like going to be them. Yeah, it's going to turn into full on round robin. <laughs> a full on tournament. Eight teams tied. You got to do an eight team tournament. Eight game tournament. <laughs> like, <laughs> like an extra season. <laughs> and the last two teams is the wild card game. <laughs> That's what, yeah. Uh, Imagine the winner of the tournament gets to go to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that'd be. How, could you imagine if eight teams had the same record? Well, two way, of them, I mean, like, well, obviously to say in contention and so on, same record are two different things. But the way we're talking about it, there's eight teams aside from the division winners. We're saying the East has four teams, so that's three, other than the division winners. The Central has four, so that's three. And yeah. then the other two come from the West, uh, Diamondbacks, Padres. So there's eight teams that we're all saying are going to be in contention for the wild card. And that's not even – wait, hold on a second, though. And that's, that's not, not even including counting... the division winners. The division winners? Yeah. What if like, – Where you could have, yes, yeah, the division wild card. Oh, that's a whole other issue where then we need to have the winner <laughs> to see who wins the division and then do the round robin for the wild card. Fuck out of here. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Let's get, let's get silly here right now, because what happens if four teams in the East and four teams in the Central all tie for the same record? <laughs> I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. What the hell do they do? Like, what do they do? Like, you, if if the Mets, Phillies, Braves, and Nationals have ninety-one wins. And then the Cubs, Cardinals, Brewers, and Reds all have 91 wins. What do you do? They, play, do you their, they play their own round robins for the division. It has to be a four-game tournament in each division to figure out the division winners. And then yeah. out, of those, <laughs> out of those three losers of each, then you have to have, like, <laughs> dude, we're going to be playing playoff baseball in friggin' December. <laughs> at that point at that point fuck the wild card <laughs> whoever wins the divisions that's it no wild card pretty team. Much, pretty the much, Dodgers yeah. get the Dodgers get a bye that's yeah. it <laughs> yeah that's pretty much how it's gotta go at that point that's just insane could you I can't even imagine what would happen like you if... say fuck them all and just throw Miami and Pittsburgh into the wild card <laughs> yeah Fifteen games, fifteen team tournament. <laughs> cares about the records during the regular season? The regular season means nothing. We're just gonna go out there and do a tournament with every team. We're going. We're going football style. One game. That's it. One game. <laughs> That's it. Much, much madness. It's gonna be like October madness. Oh my god. <laughs> October Madness. Okay, no, every only, week should have that. Every week. <laughs> wait, then you have not only do you have the four teams in the East and the four teams in the Central that have 91 wins, but you have the Dodgers 
Padres. <laughs> Diamondbacks also. What we're gonna say? Fuck it. Eleven teams tied for ninety-one wins. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Honestly, uh, let's not say ninety-one wins. Let's say like eighty-seven, because that would actually be possible if the Giants and Pirates and Marlins sucked that bad. Like you know. Yeah. But could you imagine if eleven teams had the same record? What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> I can't even give you an answer anymore. At this point, we've gone so far into the depths. Like, I just, that's it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we've gone out. She, like, create a fake one just to see how it would go. Like, create, like, a simulation of, like, uh, what, how that would happen, how that would go if it actually happened. I'd have to read the rules. Yeah. The actual rules, like tiebreakers and shit like that. Like, you know. Well, when there's that many teams, there's almost no way to do tiebreakers because. Well, you'd have to go by division first. Yeah. So, obviously, like you said, you have to play for the division winner. Decide seeds one, two, and three. And then go from there. So, this also means, like, isn't. Because I know head to head, but like uh, when you have that many teams, head to head doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Um, but then like division record conference, so everyone's just got the same division record, same conference record. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Well, that, that's the way you go. But that, those are the tiebreakers anyway. Like if you look at the tiebreakers for like um, for the wild card, like yeah. three teams tie for the wild card, they break the tie. With and it's the same thing goes for home field advantage, wild card one, wild card two. It's first of all, it goes head to head. If that's like say three and three, you know, tied, then they go to division record and then they go to like AL record or NL record, like conference record. They do kind of the same thing as football in that sense. Mm-hmm. You so imagine know. everyone just had the same of all of it. But I always love I always love football. I love reading football's like tiebreakers because it's tougher with football because they only have sixteen games, so there's a lot of ties you have to break. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of teams finish nine and seven. Well, you know, my favorite, my favorite was at the end of the year. It's like this: the last two weeks, these ten things need to happen, and the Raiders make the playoffs. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way it is with football. But it's funny when you happened. <laughs> when you read the tiebreakers with football, it's like you go all the way down and it's like number eleven coin flip. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we got this far. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I, mean, I loved how last year the NF- the NFC East was so bad that the Redskins could have made the playoffs. Like, when... oh, it was until like until week, like fourteen or something like that, and they were like so bad, but then. They still could have made the playoffs. They could have won. A, they could have won the division at seven and nine, and that was their only chance of winning the division. I mean, winning like, making the playoffs. This one division, yeah, division was horrible. Yeah. The, the Eagles won a division. Were they eight and eight, right? No, it was nine and seven. Nine seven. Yeah, I think it was nine and seven somehow. Yeah. Well, it went as far as my Saints. So. Yeah. You know what? Let's do it. Football, eleven way tie for the Wilds. <laughs> yeah, I want to see football round robin tournament. And see how that goes. 
<laughs> I want to see chaos. I want to see chaos. Because I want to shorten. Like, look, if you expand in the playoffs. You know, I that, wanna... no, no, see, that's, that's what we're doing with baseball now. That's it. Figured it out. Round Robin, who cares about baseball? We're going to just have them play football. That's it. Just that's it. Throw it all, throw the book out the window. That's it. Oh, yeah. If there's a tie, just, yeah, just play football. No, let's just, let's just have one big uh, Olympic event. No, <laughs> no, like USA, Italy, you got the Mets, you got the Nationals, you got the Brewers. With decathlon. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, how would that go? Like, who would you put like in your decathlon? Like, shot put. Oh, oh we we have to. Go. All right, this is a whole other series we have to make. Oh my god, we have to... we've just figured out a whole other series we have to do. Um, <laughs> if you put your team in a decathlon, who would you put in the specific events? I don't even know all the decathlon events, but I know it's like well, shot put, pole vault. Uh, high we're jump. Def- oh, we're definitely doing this. You should tweet um, this out and see what other people say. Yeah, I'll tweet that out. Definitely. I won't do it now. It's too late. And then we're series on polls, like when I do it like late at night. Yeah. So I'll do it in the morning. Off tomorrow, podcast or articles or something <laughs> talking about this. We should do both. That's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> Sit and talk about this stupid shit all day. <laughs> oh, Too much pod talk. This has got to be a regular show. <laughs> this has just got to be like, you know, regular show on the pod talk. It's like a BS with Alex, Nick, and Johnny. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, that, that joke. <laughs> and you never oh. know where it's going to take you. <laughs> That's the whole point of it. It's just like this. This uh, one show could be split into like three different things. Yeah, <laughs> just tonight. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, Alex. You know, you know when I get on, it's like it's always like this because I just go off on tangents. I was like, so excited to talk about the Mets, and I even was just going off. Like I didn't even. <laughs> this is this happens all the time. Yeah. That's why we... I don't know if it happens all the time, all the time, but it happens when I'm on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I kind of rule it. I try not to ruin Alex's podcast, but. <laughs> no, it doesn't ruin it. It makes, it's like actually what it's, it's like why we created this. Like, that's why the name is Too Much Pods Are. <laughs> yeah. Like, Too Much Pods Are. <laughs> so, yeah. So after your 30 for 30s, you know, you just, we're just going, uh. We're going decathlons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fuck the season. Let's just do that. <laughs> fuck yeah. the season. Let's just have decathlons every month. And the team gets a win. Like you get like a certain point. Like you get gold, silver, and bronze uh, for your decathlon that month. <laughs> so you so, get so point, get are like we three saying points. we're just going to like make up like random events and go like yeah. just like division by division? <laughs> Yeah, whatever you players and being like, this is the team that wins. Because <laughs> I think it's genius. <laughs> yeah, whatever decathlon event, I don't know what to do. So it's 10 events, obviously, decathlon. But I don't know what 10 events there are. I know it's shot put, pole vault, high jump, long jump. There's, there's a lot of race. There's a lot of running in it. There's like a 300, 400 meter, like, you know, there's a bunch of stuff involved. And you get points for every event. 
So where your team finishes and how your team finishes in the event, you get a certain amount of points for that event. So who would you put up? Like, like if you had a major, so your team's the Mets, right? You have a shot put. Who do you put up a shot put? Pete Alonzo? Pete Alonzo, like, probably, yeah. <laughs> like, you mean I'm not throwing in Thor and get that Thor hammer going in? No? Well, he could be maybe Discus. I think Discus oh, is Discus. still. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and then you have the running event, like the speed event. You know, Marisnik, I don't know who you, who do you put in, like, on your 200 meter, your 100 meter, like, you know, stuff like that. I think it'd be kind of cool, actually. That's, <laughs> like if, that's definitely next. <laughs> if, you, if your team was an Olympic team, how would you put them in Who's the doing the floor event? event? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what, like I said, I don't even know what exactly all the events are. In the decathlon, I don't. I'm not sure what all the competitions are. I'd have to that that'd be something to research, but that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. And see who would win. I mean, it'd either go conference or division because go team by team it'd just be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's too many. That's too many episodes for this idea. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just do by like. Yeah, just do by divisions. I think that would be the best. Get six episodes instead of uh, 30. Yeah. I think it's a great idea, but 30 episodes is pushing it. Yeah. Well, well you know. Uh, how much time you have. Depends on how much you can do. <laughs> That's true. Or during the season. <laughs> yeah, during the season. I mean, it's something that, you know, something you can throw out there. Do This is... And this is one thing we're going to have to look at during the season. We're doing this regular podcast thing. We have to make sure that we're doing this thing kind of efficiently and not was, talking through. <laughs> do you want to make like a Scorecrow podcast? Well, too much pot is. I, uh, that's kind of what I think. Scorecrow. Figured. 